So all week, the song Freakalik has been playing in my head. And the song by Petey Pablo, you remember that? It's a very specific set of choreography and grumbling male throat noises that you make for that song. But that's because I've been listening to so much Meg Thee Stallion radio on Pandora. I love her. You know how I feel about Meg. Um, she's a stallion. And I love, man, that Tina Montana, that first mixtape is my favorite by far. I bet it was. You were definitely the one who put me on to Meg Thee Stallion. Do you listen to Meg Thee Stallion? I do. But I mean, when I work out, you know, does she, yeah. Oh, I use that shit to study. I promise I'll be, I'll be on my computer and all of a sudden, like, she's like, I got that now and that later. He want to eat through the paper and I'm just, <laughs> I'm, my knees are acting up. I'm like 90 degrees, no more than 90. <laughs> It is I, Lex the, the Show Pony, your favorite millennial cat lady, leading you into the new to the new era. I'm the leader of the resistance, motherfuckers. I'm the direct lineage of Harriet the Tubman, and you are now listening to the Catnips Podcast, bitch. And tonight, I have my favorite co-host. Hi, y'all. It's Sid Rain, Sid the Steed. I'm not quite a stallion, but um, I'm not a pony or a show. Like, you know, I'm up there too, but I'm not quite a stallion. But I'm on my way every day. <laughs> Ditto. And tonight we are featuring another amazing Black-owned, Black-operated entrepreneur businesses as we step-by-step take back the motherfucking block. We have Fatima, um, a.k.a. the Charming Manicurist. Say hi, my love. Hi, everybody. I'm Fatima. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, yay. Thank you for for joining us. This is going to be wonderful. So tonight we're going to chat it up with her. Oh, my God. I'm watching Sid on FaceTime, and she just went full full head tilt with whatever she's drinking so this is guaranteed to be a funny episode um (laughs) we have plenty of grievances to get off our chest and let's get it popping so Sid, what is our motherfucking c word of the day our c word of the day is conjure what are you conjuring what are you whipping up in your cauldron what are you creating? What are you manifesting to output into the universe? What are you doing? Bitch, I just feel like Sid cast a spell. Um, <laughs> so I think of several things when I hear the word conjure. The first one is I think of Ludacris, our favorite friendly rapper in the conjure cognac. You know, that was his. Yeah. Meg the Stallion that brings our love for dark liquor and thick women full circle. And then I also think of like creating the lifestyle that you want to have. Um, having spiritual maturity to move through situations that are meant to hold you back, breaking generational curses. What would the an- what did the ancestors fight for us to do? You know? So Fatima, what do you think about Con- Conjurer? Um. I mean, I guess when I think of conjure, I think of, you know, something that takes an extensive period of time to achieve. And you're working on it. There's layers to it. Um, you can definitely reach different milestones within it, but it takes time. And conjuring is planning to achieve a goal. So let's get into getting to know Fatima. So like I said, she is the only Black-owned, Black-operated nail spa that I will attend because of how much effort and care she puts into each service, or whether it's the product she uses, or the techniques, or the time, the patience, the organization. She's really on top of her shit. Um... So we want to get to know her as a person, and then we're going to let her spill all day long about herself. So, Sid, you said you have questions? Well, first, first starting off, what kind of cat would you be? Oh, so, um, okay, so it's called a black 
leopard, right? Yep. I would be a black leopard. I just love how, for one, of course, it's deep, it's black. But then when you look close, you can really see the intricacy. Like you could, it's when from afar, it's all one color. It's black. But when you look close, you can really see like the spots. And then, you know, on leopards, no two spots are the same. So it's just, that's, yeah, like that's, you know, to me, I think that's beautiful so i feel like that's who i am a hundred percent that is beautiful um and you're right no two spots are ever the same Mm. okay so Mm. also what have you been hustling what is your stripper get money bunny song of the week um oh i've been getting to the bunny Everybody mad. Hey, hey, OT hey, Genesis? Breaks out of Beyonce dance. <laughs> hey, everybody mad. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Same old nigga from the block. Yo, but she right. That is her song. Like, that's all the way Beyonce's song now. It is. Who was it supposed to be before it was her? It was OT Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, is it? She saw it like she she was like, yo, this is it. Thank you for making this song. I'm just gonna write you a quick check because it's mine now. But I but I appreciate your genius because I love it. Come on and give me this song. I won't take no for an answer. Hey, oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. And then our last question is who would play you Fatima in a movie? Ooh. And it could be about anything. Like maybe, like you're the main character. But like, what do you, who who is it for you? Um, you know, I really, I've really been loving Tiffany Haddish lately. I know now. Listen, okay, I don't know who she is personally, but I really love how she's just. I mean, to me, she seems genuine. I feel like she's being that she's new to fame. She's a new, she's a, a good new celebrity. You know, she's good at her craft. I feel like she's grown since she's, you know, gained popularity. I mean, personally, I respect her, you know. She could play you in your Lifetime movie, but, like, when you get that silver screen. Who's going to play you in the silver screen movie? Like, she could play you in the Lifetime Tiffany may be more developed by then. Who knows? Who knows? You know, okay, I (laughs) So I had this nightmare that Tiffany had it kidnapped me and other women and was holding us hostage like a pimp. And she made us like have oral sex with her and she was covered in orange lint. And I have not been able to like. Well, what I did just hear or read about Tiffany Haddish is that she canceled a comedy show in Georgia, in Atlanta over the abortion bill. Yeah, I mean, that's why I guess I said it because I was thinking about, like, her as a person. I wasn't, I mean, yeah, she's a new actor or whatever. Like, and like you said, maybe one day that's what she'll be. But, I mean, okay, if we're speaking of, like, you know, Angela Bassett. Yeah. I feel like Angela Bassett would play me in a movie because she's the type of grace and elegance that I feel in a lot of ways, like, I you know am on a regular day so i love and then you know not to mention i want to be here when i grow up i want to look like that too all you have to do is get bitten by a vampire there are other ways we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) everybody keep your spiders and or vampires whatever is gonna bite you to get that venom but you know now speaking of venom the koreans at k beauty they have snail Masks and like bee venom masks. So I mean, oh, I've heard of those. That's, I've heard of that. That's so. kind of extreme. What does it do exactly? It, I, I don't like. I I've applied them by. They're supposed to sting. Like they're supposed to sting, and then like it's supposed to make your face. It's supposed to make your pores feel like they need to develop. So like it's supposed to speed up the collagen thing. But um. I've never had like an intense, I've had like normal ones. I, I haven't had one I felt like was attacking my face. Oh, okay, okay. So it's, it's so it's a real thing. So maybe the vampire, right, Lexi? I think that's the surefire way. Now on our King Pussy episode, 
um, King, our fitness trainer, Extraordinaire Incorporated, gave us her diet plan and like how she works out and stuff. She has like this crazily intricate, complex situation that she does. Um, and that's how she keeps up with her weight. Okay, so enough bullshitting. Take care of your skin. Don't be a vampire. I mean, unless that's what you want to do. I'm not a discriminator. Um, so this is your time. Tell us about what you do, how you became, who it is you are, what your goals are, how we can support you, where to find a real nigga, all of that. So I am a Marietta-based um, nail tech. I'm located in Marietta, Georgia. I am Charming Manicurist on Instagram. I basically offer um, specialty manicures and um, dry pedicures. I do have experience both under, I've been, I've worked under a doctor and in a med spa where I got, um, you know, I got some experience working with clients who had um, extreme situations, but then I'm also very creative. I love, you know, playing on the nails. So I basically just got started in the beauty industry. I actually started off as a makeup artist. And um, I did that for a little while, but I guess I felt like nails was an opportunity to really, you know, reach more people because everyone doesn't really get their makeup done you know so I started doing nails and I love it you know my goal is to you know eventually teach you know and um I mean I have I guess there's so many different avenues I think that's the beauty of the beauty industry in general there's so many different avenues but I think an immediate goal is you know definitely probably um of course, like, you know, just overall growth, but I would say that I do see myself ultimately teaching and not like teaching at a school that's established, but in some way I would like to, you know, have like a school, but something that like specializes in something, you know, outside of like, it's for like, it's for continuing education. You see what I'm saying? It's already, they already exist, but you know, there's so many different um, avenues. Yeah, there's so many different things that you can do with that so um yes you can find me at um you can go to my instagram which is charming manicures um to book there's a link in the bio with the booking information and services and where we're located and how to find us I met Alexis um, working, we were working at the same salon suite, but we've got to be working together again, yeah. you know, and yes, I'm actually from Atlanta, Georgia, um, and I am yeah. in Marietta, so I've been living there at this point for about five years. So. Do you feel like um, you have... Do you feel like you have support? Because I know there, are, it doesn't seem like there are a lot of black owned nail salons. So like, are you able to like you and like maybe the other black salon lady like down the street, do y'all like, are y'all supporting each other? Or do you feel like supportive of other nail salons? Are the, the people who invest and run the other nail salons, are they supportive? Um, yes, but I do the things that matter, but the things that I know could be done better by someone else, I don't mind. I, there's times where I get, like, my toes polished, but, I mean, and I don't have bad feet, so so I don't, I don't have much to really, like, look out for. But, you know, I do things that I do to myself, and then I let somebody else polish my toes or, you know... Um, I, I do do my own nails, um, and then sometimes I have nail techs that come and see me. I think we all support each other. I will say, though, um, I noticed that I do get a lot of support from women my age. And, I mean, a lot of women older than me, I think that um, it's becoming more popular that people have their own nail tech that they go to versus, like, going to traditional salons. Um, you know, and I think really, I think all that's about is just, you know, people enjoy the different, uh, environment, so. So, I definitely agree with that, because, like, living in Atlanta is 
such a spoiled environment for a black woman because black women are on our shit 10 million percent in this city like whatever you need i know a black woman that can do those things right and so my goal several years ago was i am going to commit to commute to only servicing as much of my money into the black community as possible and as far as possible with black women specifically and it has been so refreshing like it was bumps and bruises coming through blah 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 but the majority of the experience has been really dope and like to see everybody growing and making good decisions for themselves like when i saw fatima move to her new place i was like oh my god i'm so proud because you figured out like yo i gotta figure out the next steps i have to manage my income my overhead like i see those business decisions being made and it makes me proud because i'm like yo Mm -hmm. i see you i see what you got going on like you doing exactly what you need to do stay focused on this you know and it it just keeps me so inspired and it's such a dope city to be in overall but it's like being able to support black women my age that are pursuing trades or pursuing degrees or pursuing hustles or pursuing whatever their passions are like we got to learn how to support each other which leads me into my current beef with motherfucking oprah we all know like that oprah really ain't our auntie like that's obvious as fuck she ain't been at not anybody else's family reunion so that's obvious but it felt like a low-key slap towards black women like don't consider me family or you're not that connected to me or don't try to belittle me bitch nobody's belittling you we're aspiring to be more like you in ways of being tenacious and independent and groundbreaking and artistic and a marketing guru and i'd be goddamned if i had been spending years watching your tv shows on on 4 p.m networks or the own channel or you sponsoring all these dumbass tyler perry movies but or buying the magazines or the cookbooks or the self-help books from the circles or the meal plans from Weight Watchers. Like, I have invested into you like I would my other auntie who was hustling Mary Kay out of her living room and Tupperware out of her living room. So you're not about to act like you don't see me when you've been seeing my credit card payments for the assortment of things you have been marketing off your personal, realistic, down-to-earth brand. Bitch, you not that cool. And there are other people who are charging much less to sell their experiences to us like myself. And so if you not for this then you ain't got to tell us what we ain't got to call you. We just won't call you nothing at all. So maybe maybe we'll take that. And Gail, who is Gail? Gail, you're a niece. You're a niece. You're with us. You shouldn't be calling her auntie either. Because you have been riding Oprah's coattail like Aladdin on the fucking magic carpet. Like, you have just gone above and beyond for the last 40 years pretending to be a best friend. Like, so you're her auntie. That's your auntie too, bitch. And so are you, Ava. And so is everybody else. Like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm catching a nosebleed. So also... Oprah did say that some people could call her auntie. Some people could call her auntie, and those people were Africans. Oprah said when she's in Africa, it is common to call older women sis, auntie, which is, I mean, I don't know if she knows it or not, but it's what the fuck we do here also. But black people call like with the older women in the community auntie and like we do that too it's like so the fact that you would say that to us is like trying to be funny you know i will i mean and and black men who may like you know feel like you know this thing right. from oprah like or i guess i guess apparently ava and, G- and gail so i don't i'm not calling them auntie but apparently like any any black american could and now they're letting lexi touch on this earlier like she's she didn't say like or she's not talking to becky or whatever she's talking to black americans like don't call me auntie and specifically black americans because the africans are fine anyone born in africa and i get it like where oprah is in her life is very much disconnected from the average black american but it's like you took our money you had you had us saying you made Harpo beat me. Like, that was you. That was you. You got Ayana yelling at people's faces every Sunday at 9 o'clock. That was you. 
You know what I mean? Like, I ain't gonna fuck about these book clubs. I don't care about these self-help book clubs. That was you. You were selling Weight Watchers because you was using Weight Watchers. That was you, Oprah. You gave us Lee Daniels and the bullshit that happened with Monique. That was you, Oprah. You did the posthumous motherfucking Michael Jackson alleged scandal interview. That was you. Like, sis, we ain't checking for you. We don't give a fuck if you are auntie or not. Like, we know we ain't gonna be at the family reunion or the dinner or in the avocado orchard so you can save money when you're traveling on your private jet. Like, we know what's popping. But for goodness sake, like, allow us to feel inspired and connected to you through your journey of success that we're trying to create for ourselves. Bitch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you can only imagine how many black kids or young black millennials or young black people have this innate connection to her because they see more of themselves in Oprah and they want to see themselves in Oprah than they do in the community around them. And you just pissed on them like they didn't matter. Could you imagine if Beyonce was like, don't call me auntie. Don't call me auntie. The beehive would be her ass. And you know what? She has the right to because she's like fierce, but like she, I don't think she, I don't think it's that deep. You know, like, and there's, and then also there's this whole other side to like, auntie is this not good thing. Like, I don't know. It's been coming up. It's been this reoccurring topic on Twitter as of lately about this auntie label and how it's like, it's like not sexy and you know, all these things. So like, I feel like this is, but it regardless, it's not this harmless. It's not harmless. The only reason why that's the issue is because it's a black person issue. That's it. The minute some white gay person says it at work and they're like, oh, hey, auntie Oprah. (laughs) And they make a joke out of it. Then it's going to be all over Netflix and we're going to be back to calling her auntie again because Oprah was able to market it and make money off of it. And that's it. If you you just want to say trademark, I want to trademark auntie Oprah, but I can't, then say that. Like, if you want to make money off of it, Oprah, by all means, you've done every part of your personal life that way. So it's all good. I'll buy it. But don't act like I'm not one of a part of your core mm. audience. And I, if you ain't seen what happened to Dove and all the rest of these brands that have fucked up with black people, we can take our money elsewhere. So if we can stop making mediocre movies that only talk yeah. about slavery and justice and black people issues right. and boring sci-fi movies. By all means, I'll let you right. it's like Stop taking our money if you Okay, if you're not about to get with us, you know. You gonna have to sell this the digital age, bitch. You're gonna have to sell right, this personal really connection twenty four seven. I want it all day. You're my real aunt. I'm adding you. Hey aunt. Cause I got so many Myers Brick tests that say I'm like got the same personality as Oprah. So for you to go and like haphazardly disconnect yourself from me, no bitch. We have the same letters. You're not about to act like we're not connected. So we also have to get into this idea of work husbands, narcissism, and um, the whack sex that's being had in the Curry household in the Bay. What is, whoa. (laughs) So first, this idea of work husbands, work wives. (laughs) I think it's funny. I don't think... (laughs) I'm also not in a relationship, nor do I have a work husband. However, I mean, but I have worked, I have gone to work at times um, and, you know, had like a friend there who um, I maybe vibes with. And I wouldn't call him my work husband, but like I was, we were cool. I wouldn't like, he wasn't my boo, but I mean, are people out here fucking their coworkers like that? Am I late to the party? Should I be fucking my co? Co-worker. So I've been in the hair industry my whole life. So I've worked around nothing but women. And you don't eat where you lay. Like not in that industry. It's too personal. But I did work at Enterprise Rental Car for 60 days when I was 20. And I had a work wife and I had a work husband. And my work wife caused so much trouble because she had an actual girlfriend who was jealous of me. And I don't know if it was like a competition to see who could date me first. But it was like, girls, equal opportunity. And then um, I had a work husband who looked like one of my real life ex-boyfriends. 
whole house I used to show up to when he didn't answer the phone fast enough. So all of those relationships, real and imaginary, were toxic. And it was a lot of fun. No, I don't I don't really have any stories. I, I feel the same. Like I don't shit where I sleep, so can't risk you getting in your feelings, you know. So what really is like a work husband? Because we're like in such a gender specific industry that we don't even be seeing enough heterosexual meat to make a professional like too close for comfort. Because it is always more women at the job than men. So I would say a work husband looks like someone who is helpful. Like if you're maybe you're the receptionist and you're busy answering phones and the delivery man comes like maybe the ho- the work husband like signs off on the delivery or he helps with the faxes or copies like he's actually like supportive because I feel like you know I would assume in a work relationship you have to show some type of like you know like I got you I can help you out before you get done before anything else pops off I don't that's what I would have like they just kind of confuse me because it's like it's a it's close enough to where i'm calling you husband or wife this not even boo bae this ain't my hoe this not like my work slave you know what i mean like there are other much more emotionally detached phrases than husband and wife so is this like inappropriate is it like i mean because let's be real we do tell a fair we act like we don't and you can lie to your mama, but you can't lie to me. We tell a lot of our business at work. Yeah. And to your coworkers, you get close to your... Because you spend more time with your coworkers yeah. throughout the week than you do at home. So, I mean, you do get close to people when you work around them. And you do, like, you know, start to have, like, a relationship. And it's, it's a work relationship. It's like, okay, like, maybe we both live in the same direction and we carpool sometimes. Or, you know... So what's the boundary from y'all not like doing it in the parking lot? Everything else has happened. This whole emotional connection and relationship building and wife well-wishing and husbanding is all happening at work. What is stopping y'all from actually like going over, like making this a physical relationship? Because you fucking your real husband. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's my thing. Because I'd be wondering, like, if it's inappropriate. Like, because there's a certain amount of sexual tension associated with it that's probably not acknowledged, but still there. It's an energy connection, which energy makes for even better sex. We'll talk about that later. Like, there is a lot of personal, intimate things that go into it. You fight with your real person at home go to work and tell your work person and they like rubbing your shoulder and telling you baby you know what I'm saying or who I I don't know I I insert the right thing to say there but like how do you manage that situation where it's not offensive to your real partner and if you're not in a real relationship and you calling somebody at work your partner you should be fucking them let's clear that up sis tap that Okay, clock out, tap that, clock back in. Do whatever is ethical for the company that you work for. But and I say if you're in a relationship, don't be having a work husband and a wife. If that is if it's if it's you know, somehow trying to insinuate right. that y'all are, you know, that y'all are fucking All that. Right. So that's my thing. Maybe maybe don't use that title and what comes with it. I don't know. I'm single as a two dollar bill, but I will shoot the shit out of a work wife. Mm-hmm. I'm just what you mean by that? My the imaginary work wife. If I find out the person that I marry has a work wife, I'm okay. shooting them. I'm shooting them. That I meant that all the way literal. Oh. <laughs> I mean, and right now it's imaginary, and that's cool. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, dead ass. <laughs> That's why I just keep it short when I work with you. You know what I'm saying? I, we could be cool if it's like a work exchange where I do something for you and you do something for me. Cool. But I don't want you to think that there's no obligation to you outside of that. I don't have where co-workers thought that I was responsible to take them home. We ain't doing that. 
you not yeah like you know i'm not even feeding y'all don't ask me to bring lunch i am not the custodial type at work i'm not feeding you i'm not bringing the group lunch i'm not ordering anything if i do i'm charging like i'm over like you gotta pay a 20 dollars fee you're not using me at this job that we both work at together and make the same money <laughs> like that's my thing that i think about like when you know people but then again i mean at the same time it happens sometimes sometimes authentically like people do meet somebody at their job and if you meet somebody you know authentically then by all means like that's cool so i've never been in a situation where i really wanted to like freak my coworker. I mean, but I guess like now if I if I really wanted to tap that I would do what I would want to do. So I would do that. However, it is a sticky situation because like if, if the dude isn't mature enough and he starts like showing out at work and he's like, whoa, I all I wanted to do was fuck you. All I wanted to do was know what the dick was like. I ain't asked all this. I got some ill na na so I know you're gonna be at the job like in my face. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> you the best, Papa. Like Foxy Brown in this bitch, but it's like I don't know. I I go by strict. You do not shit where you eat. Like you don't make a mess where you make your money. So you could be fine as all get out. I will not make eye contact with you. I won't ask you for help. Like. Don't text me at work. Like, I'm not saving your number. You know, like, I'm going to keep it, like, really trill and keep myself guarded because that's my bread. Like, I'm sorry, but dick, dick is plentiful and never ending. They making new little niggas every right. day. And in 18 years, they still going to have dicks, too. Like, get, but if you getting bread today, get your bread today. So don't give nobody no reason to have room or space to tell you how they feel about you personally. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. So wait, wait, wait. Who said, did Aisha say Steph Curry's dick was whack or was this like inferred somewhere? Sydney, you know I have to take really quick notes to do the podcast and to come up with innovating content and i only had enough time to say aisha said step dick whack and but what she actually said was she hasn't been sexually satisfied by steph curry in years despite the fact that they have been pumping out children a lot of women deal with that we want y'all to stop two fucking day if you going home to whack dick and he don't have more than five hundred thousand dollars in the bank shoot him you will get more money out of the emergency um emergency compensation and the will if he don't pull through bitch don't waste your whole life on bad dick right like you probably didn't even come or have an orgasm from said interaction. But you know what you did have? A damn fucking You know baby. what I mean? And my whole thing is this. Like, you, for women's bodies to be so powerful and phenomenal, and for us to need sex just as men do, and to not get that nut off and have sex at the same time, you go to work 50 times madder than you, than you were the day before. You left work on Wednesday like, oh, I got a dick appointment. It's about to be awesome. I shaved. I waxed. <laughs> Kitty round. And then you like, you get there and it's like, worm sucks. And he doing the left, right, left, right move instead of a front, back, front, back move. And the next day you be ready to choke the shit out of somebody. I don't want that for Americans. I don't want that for black <laughs> women. How do you feel about it? I agree. I feel like... <laughs> You have to advocate for your own orgasm. That's the bottom line. Because if you don't, if you don't demand it, then he's not gonna care to give it to you. You ain't silly. Don't let Donald Glover hump over you. Get bored <laughs> or shoot him. So okay, so I have, I have like, I'm resourceful. 
And I feel like when he not where he should be and he's wearing a do-rag, take his do-rag off and wrap it around his head like a harness and drag him into where you want him to be. It's going to startle him, but it's going to reestablish your dominance, which is what you need. And you'll bloop right on the other side is an orgasm. On the other side is an orgasm. So like you wrap it around your hands to establish the width. Right. And then you use both hands. Pull. Okay. Okay. Well, what if he doesn't have a do rag? Okay. Then what? What do you use? Pull. Tuck him by his ears. Tuck his ears. Whatever undergarments were in hands free. Just kind of. Okay. Eat this pussy. Eat this pussy. That's the robot. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney, I am so grateful that I get to spend my entire eternity in hell with you. <laughs> We're going to get to do this shit for the rest of eternity. Oh I'm God. so excited. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think the harness is a great way to get comfortable with demanding with what you want. If you have, uh, you know, like this tangible there to help you, this resource, then you won't always need the do-rag then you you could just like you know guide his head on over you you feel more comfortable so i think the harness slash do-rag is a great first step i just feel like if you're dealing with a man and he tells you that he doesn't eat pussy like that or you know because i hear women say that a lot like oh he doesn't really eat pussy like that like he'll do it sometimes and it's like wait what why are you dealing with a man who doesn't eat pussy kill yeah, like, what is that about? And why are they still doing it in 2019? Like, you shouldn't be not eating pussy. Like, I don't understand that. But, yeah, so that's what it is. I agree. You may as well just tell him. Telling him is the easier option. Um, choking is even easier. And don't settle for anything except for phenomenal sex like if that means you gotta be creative you gotta find out what his stimulation points are if you're interested enough in him to find out what he likes in sex then explore that if you wanna just like BDSM choke the shit out of him and like scare the fuck out of him also yes do that but the point of this is that you do not give well wait hold on you can give a rich nigga kids that doesn't sexually satisfy you but for the rest of us don't you dare be having sex with a broke nigga that ain't making you hot that ain't making you come and he jizzing in you enough to for you to have kids don't disrespect yourself that much that's that's personal disrespect you can't even be mad at him because you allowed it don't let that nigga not make you nut Okay, if you wake up and you suffocate him and just just by riding his face until he wakes up and realizes it's not a dream, no, I am being smothered. Also, correct answer, do that. Because women's satisfaction should be a personal priority and it's non-negotiable. So, period, pool. Ride that face, choke that nigga till you come. Snap, snap. So this is another reason why I'm beefing with Oprah. And it's not just Oprah, period, but it's that culture of disconnection between what you deserve as a woman and who you are as a woman in a relationship. Is that there are drastic differences between the standards of women who live in the hood versus women who have like, you know, more financial independence and upper class, middle class black women or women, period. It ain't even just black women. But it's this environment where everybody looks down on a hood chick for being a hood chick. But meanwhile, these rich bitches is out buying their niggas trucks, cars, houses, paying their kids, buy their mistresses child support and all kind of silliness. And sis, what I need for y'all to do today, tomorrow, the rest of your life is to establish the balance between Oprah being the baddest bitch you could ever billionaire be and being trina because you don't know that nigga who gonna walk over me so find a period pool so period. i need us to come up with some creative ways to 
maintain that balance and like are y'all feeling me am i am i talking crazy or do y'all believe me i'm with you on that i feel like you know it's it's good to be about you know independence and taking care of yourself but you should never have to father a grown man right i mean yes be with men because you know yeah you want to be with somebody but also can he level you if he can't do that, if he can't love himself, sis, he's not gonna be able to do that for you. Um, and I was just talking to one of my other girlfriends about how important it is to have a hustle-minded boo. Like, I can't just be the only one out here hustling. And I realized that um, in one of these last situation shifts, I was- Girl, that shit don't count. That didn't happen. But yes, like you want to be matched with your hustle. And if niggas can't match your hustle, then you have to wash your hands of them. Wish wash, bitch. Like, and it's tough because it's like women who will consider themselves independent, especially entrepreneurs, business owners, like educated women, women who have gone through the ladders and obstacles of being functional and progressive members of society. Like, you don't have time to hear somebody just say they got obstacles because you realize how much you can overachieve, like, how much you can overcome obstacles. And you like, okay, well, all you got to do is do this. So you take that obstacle climb out of them because you realize how simple it is. But really, it's about, sis, you got to deal with somebody that's faith and action-based. Them the niggas that got they hustle because they believe I ain't never going to be broke. And I got faith in what my, my work and my hands can do. That might as well to be the motherfucking prince of Nigeria. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's a, a motherfucking Craigslist scam if I ever see one. You know, but it's like, but don't be like Chili from TLC. Don't be so rigid that don't nobody want to be with your ass. You don't only match with you. <laughs> and yes, you are going to have to invest in your relationship. However, the investment doesn't start day one. That's when his investment starts. Since your investment don't start to like, I don't know, a year, nine years later, where you like, okay, I think I'm serious. You know what I mean? Like, you, you will figure out when you ready to take this nigga serious, mm -hmm. but don't take him serious the first day. Right. Unless he putting thousands of dollars in your hand. And then, yes, take him serious. Take his credit card number and his social security number and scam him. Back to you, Fatima. Okay, get money. So, just do what you gotta do. Just get to the money. Right? Everybody mad. Like, and we be looking down on hood chicks, but hood bitches like, listen, you're not about to fuck up my Section 8. What about my light bill? What about this? Knowing that they was going to have it anyway, but they like, why are you in my space and I'm struggling and you ain't struggling with me? So if you ain't helping me, we can't struggle together. So right. sis, apply that same mentality to that booming bank account. Okay? Okay? Because if y'all ain't balling out together, matching each other at the strip club, you're investing in a child. And it's all good. Some men are almost on the cusp where they need a little nudge. You'll know who to take serious if you start trusting your intuition. Don't trust the dick. Don't trust the dick. Pornhub is teaching us everything. Don't trust the dick. He can learn the moves online and still be a shitty person. And make your demands. And, like, I think that was one of the points um, of that is, like, hood girls aren't settling. They're not, like... They're not settling and they are making their demands. Oh, I need this. I need X, Y, and D. I need this. I need this. I need this. <laughs> Meanwhile, some bitches can't even ask for head. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> use your words. Use your words, ladies. Ooh, so, Lexi, did you hear all this drama with Tory Lanez? No. What did that little <laughs> weird guy do? He's like a black Willy Wonka to me. He's so odd. So, okay. So, apparently... The story comes out that he's shooting a video and the creative director behind the video swaps out the dark skin model for the light skin model. And then Tory Lanez is like, yo, don't do that. That's colorist. Yo, that's some BS. Then the dark skin model gets online and says, 
the nigga had all this shit staged. Well, he did all of that for attention. He did all all of it for attention. And a while ago, Dream Doll, which one of the you know one of the doll rappers, um, dropped a freestyle and was really coming at Tory Lanez, and she called out his whack, weird behaviors. And clearly, she was right because it's just one. No, he also did some done. weird shit with Travis Scott too because. One of his albums sounds like a Bizarro Travis Scott album. Like Superman and then Bizarro Superman with the hunchback and the blue face. That's Tory Lanez compared to Travis Scott. And he switched his whole style up to basically bite fucking Travis Scott. And like people called him out on that shit. And like I guess they got over it pretty quickly. But he also is following the school of azalea banks where you do a lot of unnecessary shit for attention so maybe that's what it is girl so i also saw that tory lanes posted this white girl who was twerking you know black man's kryptonite a white bitch twerking so he posted her and this one black dude was like yo can we trade this white girl for aisha curry and, and Tory Lanez is like, LOL, yeah, let's do it. So people were saying that he was trying to um, pull his name up from out the gutter from where he's he had put it. He's a weird one. I don't know. Because my whole thing is, we are advocating for dark-skinned video girls, but we still treating them like hoes in videos. So it's like, oh, it's an equal opportunity for me to treat y'all like hoes. I love all demographics of melanated hoes. But it's like... You ain't making music uplifting women. You ain't making money uplifting women. And it seems like you're doing this shit for attention. So it's like, how do, which cliff do we push him off? So what is happening with Just Hilarious? But besides her just being a hot mess of how she just fucking is. What new bullshit? Now she, like, you already broke up a man who had a motherfucking six-kid household. And he an internet comedian just like you are. And then you fired your family members for company policy, but bitch, it's your company. And then you got mad because your sister called you out on the fact that you got a Brazilian body lift, Brazilian butt lift. And your argument is, well, it's not a fake butt because it's my fat. And it's like, bitch, if you did not buy that and you went and got it tailored, you can't return it. So just... Just be honest. Yeah, my thing is like it's okay to own up to getting like some done. I mean, if that's what you did. Now, like let's just not do the whole thing where we try to act like that we got this by way of working out, you know. But yeah. I don't know, like my thing is when are we gonna become transparent about um about our body images and what we're doing with our body there's so much going on where women feel like they have to hide and go under the table and not be transparent about their experiences because they're trying to look like something while they're telling everybody that oh no this was a waist trainer and tea like i think a lot of that is just social media though i mean because Realistically, if if we weren't so into, I think in a lot of ways, it's like social media kind of creates like that, how can I say it? It's like people weren't able to be famous before, whereas now, as long as they do enough on the camp the lens of social media it's like if you do enough you'll be famous so some people are like well why not you know show the world that you know this is what i did or whatever that's just the truth of the matter it takes the thing out of it it takes the stigma out of it it takes the drama out of it it makes you more credible because right now everybody like every step that jessa does we're always looking at her sideways and confused and blah 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 and it's because like you're not on an authentic platform for the shit that you're doing right like everything you're doing is coming off questionable you coming off insensitive to muslims you coming off homophobic you coming off you got this little ass broomstick ponytail where you don't take care of your hair your edges like 
you just coming out fake like you breaking up marriages with niggas who know they can't they know it's cheaper to stay with their wife like you just you are creating a lot of complications in your search for fame and it's like babe it's only by so much you can do digitally before we start respecting you personally and I'm just like, right. you, she's already crossed my border. The time I saw the broomstick ponytail, I was like, eh, I cannot trust this bitch. Like, eh, I canceled <laughs> her a long time ago. I mean, maybe she should have just, I don't want to say should have, but like, you know, she started off on Nick Cannon's show. Uh, dang, I can't believe I'm wilding out. And, you know, like she was funny. She definitely was funny, but I don't know what career path goes from it next, but this isn't, I feel like she's not doing her name justice. It's, it's just, I'm just over it. I'm just so over it. But speaking of all and out, cause you know, Nick Cannon is like the bizarre Nipsey hustle. Um, we, one of my favorite episodes was when one of my favorite Savannah folks was on Wildin' Out. And that's our homegirl, Selena Monique. Do you remember her? Yes, I love so her. It was always an amazing time to kick it with. If ever we were out in Savannah, which is a very small community, whether you went to Armstrong, which no longer exists, or Savannah State, then you are, the community was still very much connected. So you can go out and chill with whomever. And I love chilling out with her. And recently she was on there within like the last few episodes film. She was on the show promoting some of her book. Selena is the founder and CEO of Raising Our Queens, Inc. It's a nonprofit devoted to uplift, educate, and mentor adolescents and women. So Selena is a super dope individual. She's a Delta to the day she died from Savannah State University who has a master's in social work. And... When she completed her degree program, she moved on to become an author, a speaker, and a philanthropist, um, building a foundation for other young queens to take the throne because we have to start establishing generational wealth and empowerment. We connected to Oprah because Oprah came out of the community. So we're creating more generations of women who have that hand down to be pulled up into the next reigns of success. And that's what Selena is doing. Yo, I like, I'm so proud of Selena. And yes, so Selena started at Armstrong and then she got her master's at Savannah State University. And it has just been, it's been just such an amazing thing to just see her blossom. And I bought uh, two of her books for my little cousins nice. because she has, like you mentioned, uh, two books, two children books, um, one for boys and one for little, one for little girls. Um, but like, they're just great empowerment books. The other one is called King Me because royalty is life. And you can find all of these on Amazon and Barnes and Noble website. Boo has the digital connect to all of the resources that your future little kings and queens and he might everything situations that they need. Um, and you can also contact her directly. Um, you can find her on Instagram at Selena Monique underscore and at raising underscore our underscore queens and also on twitter at selena monique she has a website coming soon and right now she is raising scholarship um funds to help other students pay for their their tuitions because climbing that obstacle is a lot of times money-based and some of those obstacles are going to face our kids where it's like, we won't get this opportunity because the money isn't there. So she's doing a fundraiser now to create that and to eliminate as a final as an, as a final obstacle for your young king or queen. So if you would like to donate, please email her at selena at selenamonique.com. And you can order books. You can get her to speak at your event. And you can also um, find out how to participate in her fundraiser for her scholarship. She's so cute. Like like I said, I brought one for my cousin in Georgia and then the other one that's in Connecticut. And it's just, they had a hard time reading it because they both have like one and two year olds. So they were everywhere. They couldn't even sit down. But they love the pages. They love the colors in them. Um, they were just flipping through them. 
So shout out to Selena. She's just so amazing. Continuing to raise the bar. I'm so proud of her. You can find her on Amazon. You can find her on Barnes and Noble. She has personal books. She got the book pull-up gang. Like, whatever it is that you need. Like, I am so grateful to be a black woman in 2019 because if I turn my head left, I can see entrepreneurs. If I turn my head right, I can see behavior specialists. If I turn my head even further, I can see philanthropists and nonprofit developers. And I just see us connecting the dots and the resources and empowering ourselves in that next generation. I'm your motherfucking auntie if, if Oprah ain't. And, and black nail technicians. And I mean, it's just, it's so amazing. Like, just like you said, like there's, there's nothing black women cannot do. Nothing. Do nothing without intention. Right. <sighs> Shout out to Solange. Oh, and you know what? I also need to give another thousand percent shout out to Crystal underscore Luminous. Like Crystal does henna, happy hands, henna. Like Crystal J. Vaughn, Crystal Jefferson. Because when I tell you, sis, pull up with the graphics, and we be like, ooh, can you do this? And like an hour later, she has done way more than what she's asked for. So, like, if you want to support these dope, super awesome, well-personalized, well-articulated graphics, hit her up on Instagram. It's Crystal underscore Luminous. And she has been super supportive to everything that we have done catnips including our traptastic cat lady weekend coming up in july and i'm just i'm hella grateful so thank you 10 million times yes i'm so excited for our weekend like we just have so much going on i mean the hitty wings and lion kings is going to be one of my favorites but let me just make sure that i'm giving you guys all the details and do look out for everything we have posted on our page. But our Traptastic Cat Lady Weekend is finna be. It's, you gonna have to get up in there with us, okay? So it takes place July 20th and 21st. And we are doing multiple events. We have the whole weekend planned. So the first day is on Saturday. We gonna do a boozy brunch at the Cunt Lairs. Come get your floaty on. We're going to have a bunch of ghetto jungle punch juices and drinks to have. Like, it's going to be really good. Um, and we're also going to record an episode of the Catnips podcast live. So you can ask all of those questions that you've just been burning to ask. Like, it's your time. Get it off your chest. Come, Come party, party with, with us. us. At the pool. It's going to be so fun. And then the next day, to restore us from all of that liquor, we are doing a double dose of green bee yoga featuring the incomparable Taylor Anise. Like, she has been my introduction into yoga and my guiding force through yoga for the last year. So I want you guys to meet her and love her just as much as I do. It's going to be dope. And then we are going to have a super seafood brunch at Monticello ATL. One of the best new lounges in Atlanta. They have the best food, the best entertainment, and they will also have meat. So that's like three bus in a row. <laughs> and later that night, we are Lincoln, 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 Lincoln Ooh. up for Sydney. Go ahead and tell yes. me. I'm so excited. Heavy Wings and Lion King. We're pulling up to watch Lion King. This time, all the kids should be in bed. Like, Friday, we let them have Friday. We let them get their premiere with Beyonce. We were being generous. First off, I just wanted to say that. So, anyway, Sunday night, we're pulling up. After we have all of our, get our yoga in and all of our yummy seafood. Later on, we're going to go watch the motherfucking Lion King and turn up at Starlight Drive. The movie theater. Don't worry, we got all the best snacks. So if you want more information on what we got going on, please visit www.catnips with the Z as in com, and there will be more information about everything. Tickets are not on sale yet. I have more surprises up my sleeve. I'm negotiating. I'm politicking and parlaying right now, so hold up. But as soon as tickets come available, go ahead and grab your seat. 
excuse me if you love us but you know you won't be able to make it we also have donation tickets so you can sponsor somebody else coming or just support the catnips because you realize that investing into you makes me your auntie so by all means we'll have all that shit popping shortly and like i said if you need more info it's online right now and if you want to follow us on instagram we are on instagram as what's it the catnips with a z as in yay so follow us on instagram we are the catnips podcast on facebook and we have a discussion group so anything you didn't get off your chest you can get off your chest there write it down we'll read it later we got you and we want to give another 100 percent thank you a token of gratitude many thousand thanks to fatima the charming manicure is at charming manicurist on instagram say some final words for us well thank you for having me this was fun this is my first time podcasting i love the show i've been listening i'm gonna start back listening faithfully you know keeping up to date with what's going on with y'all so thank you thank you joining us keeping our nails fly and for creating new possibilities thank you Super dope. Um, um, bitch, period. (laughs) Fuck with us. Make sure you follow our stories on Instagram. Yo. Hand curated by Set Rain, the finest. Thank you guys for sending me all the funny cat videos. Thank you for tuning in for another season of the Catnips Podcast. We got one more episode. One more time to pet you and give you good advice until we need a break to stop being so extroverted. I have over, I'm grossly over my limit and um, I'm going to have to recluse soon. So let's wrap this shit up and party. So keep us with it. Catnips out.